hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Questions today on why is St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner refusing to accept cases from 28 city police officers. We're going behind the headlines on that. Joining me in studio is our city politics and criminal justice reporter, Rachel Lippman. Rachel, welcome once again. Thank you. Big question is, why this exclusion list? Well, uh, Circuit Attorney Gardner has not provided a specific reason for these officers being included on the list. The statement she has provided said that she is the essentially guardian or protector of the integrity of the justice system and that if you have questions about the honesty of police officers, they need to be addressed. But she has not explicitly said what it is about these individual officers that has led them to be placed on this essentially blacklist. But she has said that uh, they're going to be looking at the cases these officers is handled for to detect their viability. Does that suggest to you that maybe convictions could be overturned somehow? I don't know if it is convictions necessarily that will be overturned. We don't know kind of how far up the chain or how far into the process they are going to take this review. Post-conviction relief, post-conviction review is is sort of something a little different that's handled at like the appellate uh, level, as you know, you know, with with a, a, a son in the criminal justice system uh, on on the side of the attorneys. Um, And so maybe she is providing information to attorneys uh, who have appeals for some of these cases, some of these officers. You know, not every criminal case gets appealed. You can't appeal a criminal guilty plea, for example. We don't know kind of how far into the process they're going to take these cases. What we've heard from police union officials is that there is a case out there where a couple of these officers are police witnesses for one case. Otherwise, how have the police been reacting? Um. The department itself has acknowledged the receipt of this exclusion list and that they are evaluating the impact, the legality of it and the impact on the individual officers. And they're working to notify these 28 officers. The police union says it is exploring all legal options, not only to keep this list private from getting out, Mm -hmm. but also to uh, challenge the use of this exclusion list and say, look, you can't just blacklist 28 officers from being able to do everything from seeking warrants for a case to presenting to the grand jury to even testifying in a case that has already been charged. We should also point out, I guess, that this is not unprecedented. This uh, has happened before in the city and elsewhere. Sure. So there is a mechanism by which you can kind of, quote, blacklist an officer. It's called, it's through the Brady versus Maryland case, which basically says that exculpatory evidence has to be provided to a defense attorney so they can build their case. So if in the investigation, police find evidence that says, oh, oh, this person couldn't have been here because X, Y, Z, they have to turn it over to defense attorneys. That includes evidence that an officer has been untrustworthy or dishonest in the past. That could also lend itself to saying, hey, this person didn't do it because there's a history with this officer. This officer isn't, um, you know, can't be trusted. But that happens on an individual case-by-case basis. It doesn't apply kind of blanket to everything that these 28 officers have done. I am sure there are informal blacklists where you 
you know, say something like, hey, we got to scrutinize this officer a little bit more closely. And uh, listeners might remember back in 2014 or 2015 on the other side of the river over in St. Clair County, Mm -hmm. Brendan Kelly, who is the prosecutor over there, he's also a Democratic Senate candidate, uh, basically blacklisted cases from the department, uh, police department in Brooklyn, Illinois. Mm -hmm. But his point was this was a department where procedure was being messed up, where everything was going wrong with the department, and he didn't get a lot of pushback on that. And within six months, the department had cleaned itself up. He was again accepting cases from those officers. And Jennifer Joyce, as I understand it, used it five or six times, excluded officers. What sure. And again, it's indivi- yeah. those were individual officers. Um, and there are, yeah, plenty of cases where uh, questions get raised enough about an officer that they go back and they review. The, uh, the union isn't saying that you can't exclude officers from testifying. They're saying that you can't do it on a kind of blanket, non-case-by-case evaluation. What has the relationship between Kim Gardner and the St. Louis Police Department been to this point? There's always the different relationship between the department and sort of the union side of things. The department has to work with the prosecutor. There's just no way to avoid that. They're the ones bringing evidence to her. They're the ones providing the cases for her department to evaluate and to look at. And she needs the evidence that they have gathered to prosecute the cases. The the relationship with the union, on the other hand, has never been great. Um, She was not their endorsed candidate in this four-way open race. And she has done uh, some of her actions have antagonized the union, and this is just another one of those. Okay. Well, what next? Well, the union is evaluating its options in terms of what they can legally do. As their officials put it yesterday, we've got five of our attorneys on the case. In a sort of true, true, and potentially unrelated. Um, This is just sort of two evidence dots we're putting out there. The Supreme Court of Missouri will hear a case next week where um, Gardner's ability to prosecute a case in which a defendant uh, was shot and wounded by a police officer, whether she can prosecute that case against the defendant using a police officer witness when she is also investigating that police officer's conduct in the shooting. She's been disqualified from that case. She challenged the disqualification, and that's going up to the Supreme Court on Tuesday. Again, just two data points out there, something to consider. Okay, we'll look at all of that. I'll just point out, by the way, Brendan Kelly is running for the House, not the Senate. The House, correct. Thank you. My my apologies. We've got so many races going on there. Yes, he is running for the U.S. House. You've got so so many stories that you're covering these days, it's hard to keep a lot of it straight. Good job again. Rachel Lippman, thank you for being with us. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.